0: Hey, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. We've been talking about becoming the person you want to be, and we've talked about believing in God, believing in yourself, believing in your dream, and even beginning. But now I want to get to a really important point, and that is that if you really want to become the person you want to be, you're going to need to break out of the corral. What am I talking about? I'm talking about jumping the fence. Okay, let me explain. Did you know that a Mustang is just a workhorse, just a farm horse, whose ancestors jumped the fence? We picture a Mustang as being the wild and free spirit of the Old West. These were just horses that the Spaniards brought into Mexico centuries ago to work farms and to do menial labor and to be war horses. But some of those horses got a bigger vision. They lifted up their eyes from where they were and they thought, what if I could get out of that corral? What would happen? Well, I'll tell you what would happen. They became everything that they were meant to be. And sometimes to become everything we were meant to be, we kind of need to jump the fence as well. We need to defy normal. You see, if you do what everyone else does, You'll live like everyone else lives. But if you want to live a better, higher life, you'll need to do what other people are not willing to do. You'll have to break out of what I call the four-square corral. Think of a corral made from four fence sections. And number one is self-doubt. If you ever want to fully become the person you were created to be, you got to get over self-doubt. And I mean some great people started out with a lot of self-doubt. But when they overcame that self-doubt, just wow what they became. One of those is Moses. Do you remember that God appeared to Moses in a burning bush? And he spoke out of the burning bush. I mean, you talk about a spectacular uh, situation. And here was Moses, blown away by this. But then God said to Moses, Moses... He said, I have seen the plight of your brethren, the children of Israel in Egypt. And he said, I have come down to deliver them. And then he said to Moses, so I'm going to send you. And this is where Moses blew a gasket. He said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God says, no worries. It's okay. I'm going to be with you. And I'm going to give you the right words to speak. And I'm going to make it happen. And Moses, he said, well, what if they don't believe me? And then you remember God sent him some signs. He said, "Uh, you know, throw your staff down on the ground. And the staff became a snake. I mean, miracles, miracles right before Moses' eyes. He said, stick your arm into your coat and pull it back out again. And when Moses pulled it back out again, it had turned leprous. It was leprosy all over it. And he said, stick it back into your coat again. And Moses stuck it back in, pulled it back out. Wow, it was clean. But even with these kinds of spectacular miracles as evidence, Moses didn't believe. And finally, Moses said to the Lord, excuse me, Lord, pardon your servant, but I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you've spoken to me now. I am slow of speech and tongue." And the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or or mute? Who gives sight or makes them blind? Isn't it I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak and teach you what to say. But Moses goes, pardon your servant, Lord, please send someone else. Now that's where God got a little ticked off. It says that the Lord's anger burned against Moses and God said, I'll send Aaron instead, but you go along. But I'm going to put the words in his mouth. And, uh, you know, Moses took second place. He kind of was trying to back out of what God wanted him to do. And I, I often wonder, some you know, if we sometimes do the same thing, if God puts a calling into our heart and a desire into our heart to do something, but we go, oh, I'm unworthy. You know, we think that's very spiritual. To be unworthy, but sometimes it's just defying what God's really asking us to do. God doesn't, listen, God doesn't ask you to be capable. He asks you to be willing. I love this quote by A.W. Tozer. God is looking for those with whom he can do the impossible. What a pity that we plan only the things we can do by ourselves. Oh man, God wants us to remember that we can do all things through Christ who enables us philippians 4:13 he doesn't ask us to do all things by ourselves he asks us to do them through the power of christ who gives us the ability well thank god that moses did what he did and became one of the greatest names in human history he wasn't perfect and he didn't do it perfectly the way god intended but at least he said yes And he went for it, and now he's Moses. And that's the first fence section, self-doubt. But there's another fence section that sometimes some of us need to jump, and that is others' doubts about ourselves. Samuel, the 16th chapter, tells the story about David, whom we later come to know as the shepherd king. And there's a reason we call him this. Verse 1 says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn after Saul, that was the previous king, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I've chosen one of his sons to be king. And so when they arrived, Samuel saw one of Jesse's sons named Eliab. And he thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is standing here. But the Lord spoke to Samuel. And he said, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. Now this is the kicker sentence. for the Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So then Jesse called his other son, Abinadab, and asked him to pass in front of Samuel. And Samuel said, No, the Lord hasn't chosen this one either. Jesse then had another son named Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, no, the Lord hasn't chosen this one either. Eventually, Jesse had seven sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said of each one, no, the Lord hasn't chosen these. So finally, he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? And Jesse, you know, I'm, I can picture him rolling his eyes. He goes, well, there's there's the youngest one, you know. He's out there tending the sheep. So evidently, David's own father, Jesse, didn't even believe in David enough to call him in to be checked out. Other people's opinions of us. But Samuel said, well, send for him. We're not gonna sit down and eat until he gets here. And so Jesse sent for him and had him brought in and he looked healthy and he had fine appearance and everything, but he was young. And the Lord said, rise up and anoint him for this is the one. Well, what do you know? The boy that nobody thought was worthy of even checking out to see if he could become the king was the one God had called to become king. And not only king, the greatest king of Israel ever. Have other people ever counted you out? Said you just don't have what it takes to do what it is you feel like you want to do? Listen, when it comes to your destiny, listen to God. Listen to the Holy Spirit living in your heart and not the opinions of others. Another fence section that some of us may need to jump is that of religious tradition. Here's what I'm talking about. The Pharisees, you know, they had a lot of strict little laws about all kinds of things that you could do and that you couldn't do, uh, not based on Scripture really, but just based on their own religious thoughts and ideas. And there are a lot of religious ideas like that out there today. Now, when I was younger, there were a lot of uh, religious traditions about women ministering. Today, thank God, most of those fences have been jumped and those traditions have been broken down. But I remember when people said women shouldn't preach, they shouldn't be leaders in the church, etc., etc., And they were really not uh, the teachings of the word of God, but just the ideas of men and certain interpretations of scripture. And yet this woman came along. Her name was Katherine Kuhlman, and people doubted her, and they said she shouldn't be a minister because she was a woman. I want to tell you something. I went to several of Catherine Kuhlman's services, and I have never seen a more dramatic and powerful or effective manifestation of miracle ministry anywhere. Catherine Kuhlman passed away years ago. If you never got a chance to see what happened in her meetings, (laughs) <laughs> you've never seen, you missed out on something. I'm, I'm just going to say, I've never seen anything on this scale since. You go into a service with thousands of people and cripples just walking out of their wheelchairs one after the other. People that were, were on their last legs ready to die, being instantly healed of diseases that have no cure. And I mean right before your eyes, spectacular. And yet here was everyone saying, oh, she can't do this. Religious tradition was trying to keep her fenced in and away from the ministry that God had called her to do. Sometimes we have to jump the fence of religious tradition in order to become everything we're created to be. Thank God Catherine Kuhlman did that. And not only did she help so many people in her lifetime, but she opened a door for many other powerful women of God to become the effective ministers of God that they are today. Now the fourth fence section that I want to address today is what I call narrow thinking. Just narrow thinking. We're not talking about religious tradition. We're just talking about narrow-mindedness. I remember a message that Jensen Franklin preached at Joel Osteen's church uh, a few years ago entitled, Be Open. You know, so often we're just naysayers. God gives us a big idea and we're just not open to it. We just think, oh, I couldn't do that. I could never do that. That's not possible. Oh, that's too hard. You know, And we just reject it out of hand. Now, sometimes we do that because of previous experience. We failed at things in the past and we think uh, we just can't do anything good. We can't do anything well. Or we look at the way we were brought up and we think, uh, you know, I don't come from great people. I don't, Achievers and doers and uh, who am I to think that I could do anything great? And Jensen Franklin just said, be open. Be open-minded. You know, they used to train circus elephants by putting a rope around their leg when they were very young. Their whole lives they grew up with this rope around their leg which kept them tethered to a little pole. But as the elephant grew bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger. Because he had been tethered to this pole all his life and he was so accustomed to being restrained by it, he never really tried to pull hard against it. He'd feel that little tug of that rope as he wandered and he'd think, oh, I can't can't go any farther than that. Never been able to before. And so here was this powerful thousand-pound elephant who is being held by a little rope to a little pole that if he really wanted to, he could jerk right out of the ground. But a lot of us are the same way. We've experienced failures. We've experienced restrictions in our life. We've been held back. And we think that as we grow in the Lord, nothing has changed. But sometimes a lot has changed. And if we're willing to pull against the restraints, we'll find out we can jerk those things right out of the ground. Remember, T.L. Osborne used to say, God goes big in everything he does he's a big big god why do we think such little thoughts in the presence of such a great and mighty being in fact this reminds me of a story that tl osborne used to tell about what he called the boy in the box and that was uh that there was a little crippled boy and these people uh who had had this son were very poor and they didn't have a proper wheelchair and such for the boy and so From the time he was very young, they put him in a little box and they would just scoot the box around room to room wherever they were going so he could be with them. But one day something wonderful happened. One day they sat the boy in front of a low piece of furniture upon which sat a mirror. And the boy kind of squirmed up a little bit and so that he could see his reflection in the mirror and a thought occurred to him. He thought, I look normal, I look okay. Normal people ought to be able to walk. And because of nothing more than that little assumption, he put his arms on the box and he began to push himself up. Then he grabbed hold of the piece of furniture and pushed himself even a little farther up and stood. And then stepped out of the box and began to walk. And he never got back in that box again. Is it possible that self-doubt has kept you in your box? Or the doubts of others, has religious tradition or even just narrow thinking kept you in the corral? Maybe it's time to jump the fence. Maybe you really can become the person you want to be. Remember Philippians 4.13. Because you know you don't have to do it through your own power. Factor in the supernatural. You can do all things through Christ who enables you. David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, from the jungles of South America to Mexico, to the Philippines, over the European continent, and places beyond. And we'd love it if you'd partner with us in this task. If you'd like to help, just text GIVE to 513- 296 and enter the amount you'd like to sew. That's it. And thanks so much for helping us help others.